You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Good morning, Gateway Church. And uh, I am delighted to be here. Uh, And look at this, this box just for me. Woo! (laughs) And, uh, uh uh-oh, I sense the William Seymour anointing. He was the founder of the Azusa Street Revival in 1906, and he had a box. Only he prayed in his box. I get to stand on this one. But the Holy Spirit moved in that revival, and I believe Holy Spirit is going to move today among us. All right, we're going to jump right in and look at our very first scripture. And the believers were all filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And that's from Acts 13, 52. And that's the New Living Translation. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a series on the Holy Spirit. We see him working throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And as Pastor Ben has described, he is the third person of the Trinity and someone we might like to get to know better, maybe as well as we know God the Father and his son Jesus. Now, this verse is the very last verse in Acts 13. It makes a transition from, for Paul and Barnabas and their buddies as they are traveling and preaching the word in Asia Minor. Now, Paul and Barnabas are on fire for the Lord, preaching and teaching. It was revival. Almost the whole city came to hear them. The word of God. Can you imagine? All of Ferrysburg and and, uh, Spring Lake and Grand Haven. Transported back to Texas for a minute. Oops. Anyway, Paul and Barnabas uh, were bringing a powerful message. Holy Spirit had called them, anointed them, and empowered them. Earlier, they had even met a sorcerer head-on. Ooh, but God took care of that situation. It must have been something, but nothing was going to stop the good news from being preached. So we're going to look at our very first point this morning. Number one, the word of God must be our foundation. Paul and Barnabas were preaching the word of God, the good news of Jesus, and everyone was listening to what they had to say, both Jews and Gentiles. But some of the Jews, yeah, they were kind of jealous And they spoke against Paul and Barnabas, which only made Paul and Barnabas bolder. The Gentiles were hooping and hollering and rejoicing at the good news of Jesus. But the Jews stirred up a mob, and that mob ran the believers right out of town, right out of Dodge. And it was after they were run out of town that we find our verse. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The persecutions led to joy 
and the filling of the Holy Spirit? Well, yeah, okay, that's great for them back in Bible times, but how does that apply to my life? Could I be filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit in the circumstances I sometimes find myself in? Joy, Holy Spirit, oh. There was a time in my life when I certainly did not have much joy. And who is this Holy Spirit that he makes such a difference in the lives of the disciples and in the lives of some of my friends? Now, if you've been following, around, following along with the soap readings, you might have come across a verse in Revelation 12, 11. This would have been last week. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. And as I share my testimony, I pray that it will help you to overcome. Okay, I've got to, I've got to stop here because I forgot one part. Hello, Facebook people. <laughs> All those that are streaming out there, we're glad you're here. Thank you. See, Holy Spirit just put a little nudge in my ear. You kind of forgot that. Okay, all right, I got it. <laughs> um, so as I share my testimony, I pray that it will help you to overcome. Well, I, had, I was a mission gander. I'm a Michigan girl. And uh, I gave my life to Jesus as my Lord and Savior while I was living in Utah. Well, glory, hallelujah. However, three months later... I found myself in Texas. Utah was a shock, but Texas, whew, it would not be an overstatement to say I did not like Texas at all. How did I end up in this God-forsaken place? Was it the will of God? Well, you bet it was. I had just come out of a very rebellious, dysfunctional, liberal lifestyle, and God needed to get me someplace where I could be transformed by the renewing of my mind. This would not be an easy task, but with God, all things are possible. So there I was, smack dab in Bible country. All these people seemed to do was church. Of course, there wasn't much else to do in the middle of nowhere with the cotton fields, oil wells, and windstorms like you wouldn't believe. So I joined in with the church crowd and started attending Bible study. And what a difference studying the word made in my life. Now, I distinctly remember a sermon on 1 Samuel 15, 23. Rebellion is a sin as witchcraft, and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. What? Wait a minute. Hold on. Rebellion is like witchcraft. Now, I knew witchcraft wasn't good, but rebellion? Hey, come on. I was part of the hippie generation. You know, never trust anyone over 30. <laughs> I thought rebellion was a good thing, but rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Well, I diligently went home and looked it up. It was clear as day. There it was. Well, I guess I'd better pay attention to this Bible study stuff. 
And so Bible study after Bible study. And these were the hard ones, the kind where it was not uncommon to have an hour of homework every night. <clears throat> but the more I studied, the greater my passion and hunger grew for the word and for Jesus. Holy Spirit was working in me, guiding and directing me, and I didn't even know it. Now, again, our first point, the word of God must be our foundation. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So as we live in the kingdom of God, we are in the world, but not of the world. We are to be living a life of righteousness or goodness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Oops, I got my pages out of order. Well, that isn't going to work. There we go. So life rocks along. Soon I found my circumstances were not the greatest. My daughter had started college. That was a good thing. But my son, well, and my marriage, well, there were struggles in church. In church? Oh, my gosh. Where was the joy of my salvation? Where was the victory in Jesus? More than a conqueror? I don't think so. Have you ever been in that place? Or maybe you're in that place today. There has to be more to this walk with God than what I was experiencing. How had my relationship with Jesus gotten so stagnant, so humdrum, if you will? Well, remember we're better together? A good friend of mine had an insurance office in town, and a group of us would get together in the back room and we would pray. We were all searching for more of Jesus. We knew there had to be more. And amazingly, some of my friends uh, had broken free from this stress and despair of life. Their circumstances had not changed, but they seemed to be joyful anyway. And they kept talking about this Holy Spirit person. Well, God answers prayer. There was a revival in a town near where we lived. That was that's Big Spring, where I was going before. Anyway, we loaded up after work, headed over to a small Methodist church, and the place was packed out, and this was a weeknight. Have you ever seen a Methodist church packed out on a weeknight? Well, that was a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> the guest preacher was speaking on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And he was preaching all from scripture, right out of the word. Now, I was a good Methodist. I had a bad attitude, especially about the baptism in tongues. Oh, I'm a Methodist. If God wants me to have that. <clears throat> but God started working on my heart. The peace and anointing in that place was absolutely tangible. Well, the revival went on for several weeks, and eventually I was filled with the Holy Spirit. So many were going up to the front. My friends were going up. 
eventually I made my way up to the front. There, and they had to divide us into the Sunday school rooms, and then they had teams of people that would come and pray over each and every one of us individually. It was a wonderful experience. Now, I'm sharing this experience with you just in case there is someone here who is struggling with receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I pray my story would encourage you to get to know Holy Spirit in a closer, more personal way. Remember, we overcome by the word of our testimony. Well, finally, I yielded to the Holy Spirit, and oh, what joy filled my heart. I did not speak in tongues right at first. That would have to come a couple of months later. I had to persevere through for that. But I did get my prayer language. God is good, and his mercy endures forever. Now, I am sure that most of you have been already baptized in Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. After all, this is an Assembly of God church, and that is one of our foundational beliefs. My message today is to encourage each of you to pursue a closer walk with Holy Spirit through his fill fillings. And maybe you need a refill. You know, we like to go to the convenience store and get our drinks refilled. Well, you might be needing a refill of Holy Spirit. And if you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, seek one, someone to pray with you to receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, God can supernaturally baptize you in the Holy Spirit, and there are many examples of that happening. You don't always have to have someone pray for you. So just a reminder and a note about that. <clears throat> now, we will have an opportunity to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive tongues at a later service in this series. So get ready. I was a difficult case for breakthrough, but if God can move in my life, then I'm sure he can move in yours as well. Just yield. Okay, so how does one yield to the Holy Spirit? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Let's look at our next scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ Christ comes again, your whole spirit, soul, and body. And we can see from this passage that we are three-part being. And our second point then is we are three parts, spirit, soul, body. We are three-part beings. We are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. When we are saved, we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that Christ was raised from the dead. And Christ in you, the hope of glory, the fullness of God lives in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. So we have a spirit where the Holy Spirit dwells when we're saved. That's being born again. It talks about that in John 3. And you don't just get a little bit of him. You have all of him. That is your spiritual man. And Pastor Ben talked about this last week when we looked at Romans 8, our sinful nature versus our spiritual nature. 
We also have a soul. Now that is your mind, your will, and your emotions. I want, I feel, I, I think. I want, I feel, I think. And we see this division of spirit and soul in Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. The word of God is powerful and can separate our soul nature from our spirit. And then, of course, the body is just the house you live in, our senses. All right, so we're going to try and get this explained a little bit better, make maybe clear as mud. All right, so we're three, we've got three different sections here. So this section over here, you're our spirit, okay? Spirit's in you, fullness of God, woo-hoo, Holy Spirit, there was, there's where you are. All right, let me hear a woo-hoo from over here. All right, this part right here, you guys are the soul. I want, I think, I feel. I want, I think, I feel. All right, everybody say, I want, I think, I feel. All right, sorry, guys. You are the body. You're just along for the ride. All right, say, and you're the house that we live in. Say house over here. All right, okay, so we have a spirit, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and our, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body. So how does this all work together? Remember my experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that negative attitude I had? Well, that attitude was right from this soulish area. I think, not what the Bible says, but I think, I feel, oh, you know, that kind of thing. But while I'm listening to the teaching of the Word, the Word was able to get through to my soul, and I yielded to what the Word was saying, and I was able then to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and have the fullness of Him in me. Okay? And, well, body, you're still there. Okay. So, so um, it, was the, it was that, that the spirit and the teaching of the word that had overcome my spirit, man, so that I could have the joy of my salvation. Our soul, if our soul has a lot of bad attitude, unforgiveness, complaining, criticizing, habitual sin, and so on and on and on and on, it blocks the Holy Spirit from getting through. We need to clean our filters, so to speak. Remember the sword that divides soul and spirit? Well, there's a filter. Right? You know how you have a clothes dryer, and in that clothes dryer you get that filter thing, and you have to get it out after every single load and clean off all the lint so that it will dry more efficiently? Well, it's, the filter's kind of like that. You've got to clean it out every time, every day, every t all the time. And you clean it through prayer, studying the word, praise and worship, attending church, so Holy Spirit can efficiently access our thoughts, our wills, and our emotions. Pretty cool how that, all that works. Now, the body's just along for the ride. But our body would like to drive. Now, needless to say, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be driving this whole thing, but the body likes to drive. You might find yourself outside a bakery with jelly donuts on the inside. 
And your body might say to you, because your body is your senses, you know, you sense a taste. Um, hmm, I sure would like a jelly donut. And I feel like sitting on the couch and just eating jelly donuts. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating jelly donuts and sitting on the couch, but is that really God's will for you? Uh, you know, what did Holy Spirit say about that? Did you even ask? All right, so, so um, the soul, the soul, the mind, will, and the emotions, and the body got together for that jelly donut thing. And so the two of you have come into agreement. The two parts have gotten to agreement with each other, and pretty soon you're sitting on the couch eating jelly donuts. And you've kind of totally left out your spirit man. But what if you had gone to, the, you know, smell the jelly donuts and you went to your soul area, went to your spirit man and, and asked, prayed about it or something, and you heard Holy Spirit say, well, you know, it'd be really nice if you went for a walk and played your little headset with my scriptures in it. Oh, that would be a whole lot healthier. Hi, body. <laughs> that would be a whole lot healthier. So, you know, you have to make your choice. And when the Holy Spirit and the soul get together, that's, you know, two to one. And the body has to just come along. And we use that example a lot in healing. Because when you get spirit and soul, then your body has to line up. Amen. Amen. All right. So... Now, that's a real simplified version of how all that works together, but hopefully you get the idea. And the main point is to get, keep your filters clean with the reading of the Word and uh, fellowship in the Holy Spirit, fellowship with fellow believers, and prayer and so on. So that Holy Spirit can come through and do what He does best. Comfort, counsel, help. Be our advocate, intercede for us, strengthen us, be on standby. I know I need his help every single day. So I was able to yield and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because of the teaching of the word. For the word of God is alive and powerful. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's go back to Paul and Barnabas very briefly. So they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were so filled with the Holy Spirit that their souls were full of joy in the midst of very difficult circumstances. The filling of the Holy Spirit is like power washing that filter. Whoosh, no lint left there. The Holy Spirit can come directly through. And that's what happened with my experience. Whoosh, that teaching of the word came through and there was no doubt about yielding to the Holy Spirit. So he directs us. And when we listen to him, he'll tell us where to go to do what he wants us to do, to say what he wants us to do, all for the glory of God. Let's look at one more scripture here. For it is in the righteousness of God that it is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And that's Romans 1.17. Now that's the New King James Version. And I mostly want to look at the just shall live by faith. One key to this whole process is faith. 
the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Each of us has been given a measure of faith. And faith without works is dead. And finally, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, when the followers of Jesus were up in the upper room waiting for Pentecost, they had to have faith that what Jesus said would happen would happen, and sure enough, it did. They would receive power when the Holy Spirit came upon them, and it was amazing. But what for? What do we need this power for? Well, to be witnesses of the good news for Jesus all over the earth. Because faith without works is dead. So we come to our third point. Action, action, action. That is our calling, to take action and to take the good news of Jesus to a lost and dying world. When we are filled with Holy Spirit, it spills out onto all of those around us. That joy is catching. Uh, nobody's too attracted to the woe is me thing. The believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And they spread that joy and they spread the good news of the gospel throughout all the area that they walked through. So the word of God must be our foundation. We are a three-part being, spirit, soul, body. And we want action, action, action. So let's get into action. The first action is to confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And it would be a great honor and privilege to introduce you to my friend Jesus if you don't already know him. We're going to have <coughs> prayer in a minute. And if you would like to receive Jesus, you will have an opportunity to respond. Our second action step is if you have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I would encourage you to spend this week reading the book of Acts and paying attention to what it talks about for Holy Spirit. Let the two-edged sword of the word divide soul and spirit. Clean your filter and be ready to yield and to receive. And finally, the third action step, if you know Jesus is Lord, you've been filled with Holy Spirit, get busy. That's the whole point. I pray that you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Encourage someone in the grocery store or wherever you go. Invite someone to church. Be a light in this dark world. And let me tell you, the way our nation is going, we're going to have lots of opportunity to be a light in a very dark world. What a joy it is to follow Jesus. Let's go ahead and close our eyes and pray. We're going to ask Holy Spirit to move across this congregation. Dear Holy Spirit, dear Father God, Thank you. Bring healing to those who are sick. Encourage those who are discouraged. Renew our passion and love for Jesus. Fill us with Holy Spirit. May we always remember our first love of Jesus and be ever mindful of his death and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sin. What a price he paid for you and I. All heads bowed in prayer. And if you would like to meet Jesus for the very first time, you can raise your hand and then put it back down. 
and especially those of you out on Facebook, same for you. Just write a little text in the comments section. And for the sake of those on Facebook and for the rest of us here, let's renew our bow with the Lord. Let us pray together. I'll say a line and then you say a line. Dear God, I come before you today with a humble heart and I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sin and I thank you that through your death on the cross, I am forgiven. Thank you that by your resurrection power, I have eternal life with you, both now and forever. Amen and amen. All glory to God. Thank you, Dorothy, for sharing the word with us this morning. Can we take a moment and stand and let's respond uh, to the word uh, that Dorothy shared with us today? Um, that we need the spirit. That it is so good. And hopefully Dorothy's testimony of how the spirit moved in her life is an encouragement or maybe uh, a kind of a foretaste of what your uh, future testimony will be as well. But we're going to sing a song. Uh, that is just about wanting to receive more of the Spirit um, and, and saying, you know, more than anything that you can do, um, I just want you. And sometimes uh, we talked about it even this morning uh, in our little leader huddle when all of us got together that uh, sometimes we come together and all we do is, is share our wants, share our needs, share requests to God, and we never actually just take time uh, to just sit and reflect in his presence. So maybe this is a time where we just close our eyes and kind of reflect. Maybe it's a time where we sit and let the spirit speak to us, or maybe it's a time where we uh, come and confess and repent. But uh, the altars are open again if you uh, want to come forward. But let's uh, respond uh, to the word this morning and sing this song together. Amen. are just these transportation methods to get us around. We thank you. You have called us your temples of the Holy Spirit, that we aren't pulling people here to experience you, but your spirit is active and moving in us. And we as your temples are going. And so when we go to our workplaces, when we go to our schools, when we go to our community, when we go home, we are taking your spirit with us. 
that the places we go become holy because you are there and you are moving in us. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your transforming power that is transforming our lives. And we know as we go to these places, that transforming power that is moving in us, that is moving in this place, will go and be with us in those places as well. You are an extraordinary God. So Spirit, we ask for you to fill us up as you go and you send us out for us to be poured out again. And we know that as we go to these lost and hurting and broken places that we are going to be your redeeming people to those places, that we are going to be your spirit people in the place of darkness. Lord, and as we go, that you will be before us, that you will be behind us, that you will be all around us every single step of the way as you fill us up, spirit, soul, and body. We give ourselves completely to you. It's all for your honor. It's all for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray today. And everyone together says, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Dorothy, thank you so much for sharing the word with us. You can go in the grace of God today. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.